Coming up on this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast, we talk about the carnage left in the wake of uh, a loss to Washington, uh, the loss of Tyson Williams, how it affects the program, and what we see going forward. Uh, uh, tougher than imagined uh, four-game slate right ahead of BYU. What's going to go down? How's the team going to recover? And, and what can we look for in, in the coming weeks? That and more on this week's edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. Welcome to the Desert News Cougar Insiders Podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Mack, where right now you can buy one suit at $299 and get the second suit for just $1. I'm not Dick Harmon, your fearless leader. I'm merely Brandon Gurney of the Desert News. Alongside me is is Jay Drew and Jeff Call. What's up, fellas? Just another Monday uh, podcast. Yeah. A lot to talk about today, though. It should be a fun podcast. Well, anyway, I, I guess starting out, we got to talk about uh, the Washington game. What went wrong, guys? What, what happened? I mean, uh, the programs, I, I mean, buoyed up. You get national exposure, all that, and then just a clunker against Washington. Now, what what happened in that game, and where's the program at right now, Jay? Washington was just a better team. I wrote that Saturday night after the game, and I'm sticking to it. They just, they're more talented. They're bigger, stronger, faster. They've got one of the best coaches in college football. Their quarterback, Jacob Eason, Eason was pinpoint accurate, and they just overwhelmed BYU in all three phases. Just BYU really uh, was never really in the game where you thought BYU might win this game. So I just, hats off to Washington. They won, and you move on. Did you see the same thing, Jeff? Well, yeah, I mean, it was very obvious, you know, the differential in the two teams. I and mean, Washington's a very dominant team, as Jay said, and you could see it with your own eyes. And then it certainly doesn't help when you um, give up the ball. You have this you know, strip sack, fumble return for 69 yards. You give up a punt return for 88 yards. Face mask penalties. I mean, you, you add all that together. I mean, Washington doesn't need any help to win the game, and, and BYU gave them lots of help. So a lot of respect for Washington. I was really impressed with them, seeing them live, and it just kind of shows you that BYU is just not to that level. I mean, it's it's just a there's a gap between the two teams, and it's pretty evident. Yeah, the margin of error is not big for BYU these days, and, and I think with the USC game, you just didn't see a lot of errors. You, you didn't see much of anything, and they still needed overtime to beat USC. It was a great win. I don't want to detract from that. I mean, that same USC just beat Utah, um, but uh, Washington just didn't make those mistakes, and they forced BYU you to make those mistakes. You saw those mistakes coming up where you thought they were done with it after USC. And it just speaks to just kind of the margin of error in my mind where BYU just can't get by allowing the things it did and and committing the penalties it did. It's not that good of a team relative to what Washington is to get away with that. And I think we largely saw that in this Washington game relative to USC. But the good news, let's talk about the good news. Two and two to start the season. I predicted one and three. I'll I'll own it. I picked one and three as well. I I thought that, uh, you know, going two and two was maybe a little too much to ask and the fact that they get did get to two and two um i mean BYU's got to be happy with that i mean two memorable wins against uh storied programs tennessee and usc uh where those programs are you know you could say well they're not what they used to be or whatever but still two and two i think is, is pretty good come to this point so yeah i think BYU's got to be relatively happy with where they are jay you have a reputation for being overly optimistic about BYU football <laughs> 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 is, is two and two even uh, beyond your wildest expectations it is slightly beyond my expectations. I also said probably one and three. I thought USC would be the win, and and then obviously Tennessee. They added that one. Tennessee is not a very good football team. I'll say this maybe to because I'm always the contrarian. I will say they're a lot closer to being zero and four than they are to being four and zero. 
So, in other words, uh, the two losses, they weren't even uh, competitive or they were barely competitive against Utah, I would say. And then the two wins, they eked out. So, I would say I'd be a lot more optimistic looking to the future with this 2-2 two and two record if BYU had shown better against Washington on their home field. That's kind of a little bit of a, a Debbie Downer to the whole situation. Um, I still think it's a really good football team. I still think they're going to go to a bowl game. But the way they performed against Washington was mildly troubling. I'll say that. Now, you bring up a really good point because I took a miracle catch by Micah Simon to get him in field goal range. No one saw that coming. And Tennessee just completely blew that coverage, let's be honest there. And uh, But, but BYU's making plays. I, I think that's the one thing you can grab onto is, is that you have an offense with guys that are showing the ability to make plays. And then on defense, with Dion picking off that pass in, in the overtime period, some credit for that. But as you said, Jay, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the March of error is very slim and you need those plays you need guys to step up and uh, one guy who's not going to be able to step up moving forward really big loss in my mind is Tyson Williams and it seems like whenever there's bad news about BYU these days it tends to be worse than previously imagined and uh, Tyson yep the old ACL done might, might never play a BYU again I, I, we learned uh, j- just a, just earlier that he's still weighing his options maybe he'll come back maybe he'll apply for that medical red shirt but holy cow how, how big of a loss is that in your mind Jeff? It's huge I mean I mean, I think uh, Tyson Williams probably the MVP of this team in a lot of respects because, I mean, he had that uh, game-winning touchdown against uh, Tennessee in overtime. He was just a guy that could, could make plays. He was pretty reliable and consistent. I think everyone, we all knew that it was a big pickup when um, he, he transferred to BYU. And I think he, you know, maybe exceeded expectations. I mean, he was he was a very good player. Um, so yeah, losing him moving forward is that's a that's a tough thing to to swallow for BYU because the way he was able to run the ball and his leadership and things like that it's it's a huge void for BYU moving forward. I think. Yeah, I saw Tyson Williams as kind of a complimentary back with uh, Lapini Katoa going into the season. Boy, was I wrong on that. Uh, Tyson, I. I think he's like Jamal Williams. I think he's at that skill level. I really do. Seeing him play, he's able to to move through holes, very instinctive, always makes that first guy miss, which I think Jamal did very well and always seems to get more yards than he probably should. He just maximizes uh, the blocking assignments in front of him and just just a natural, really, really good running back. And with all due respect to, to Lapini and Soup, I, I haven't seen that from them yet. We'll see a lot more of them. But but I, I think in that regard, I think it's a, it's a big drop off for this team and something they're going to be have a hard time compensating for. Do you see that, Jay? Yeah, and I think he also brought a confidence factor. I think he's the type of guy that makes the others around him play better. And I think Brady Christensen today in the uh, in the weekly press briefing, the offensive tackles, uh, kind of touched upon that, where, where when you knew that Tyson was getting the ball, it just gave the offensive lineman a little more juice, a little more pep or energy, knowing that, hey, if I do my assignment, this guy's you know, going to pick up big yards. And I don't know. So he brought that confidence to the team. They know he's came from the SEC. They know what he's done in the past. And that's going to be missing as well. That's, that's another factor that uh, that Tyson brought that that they're going to be without. So it's it's just a one of the one of the worst losses 
personnel-wise that they could have suffered. Yeah, and it's it's really overshadowed another big loss that I don't think most people realize just because he didn't play throughout all of last year pretty much is Zane Anderson. When Zane Anderson's at full health, he's a really, really uh, key cog in this BYU defense. And you kind of saw that early on in the Utah game, and, and, and that's where he obviously got hurt. And I think – I think that's an underrated loss for this team just because he hasn't been able to perform at a top level for a long time. But I, I think maybe the players behind Zane are more capable of stepping up than maybe the players behind Tyson. Maybe that's what's going on there. So maybe he's more replaceable in that regard. But I still think that's a big injury and a big blow to this defense. All right, let, let's take a break from these hot takes and just uh, remind you guys of our unbeatable deal of men's suits on sale at Mr. Max stores. Buy one suit at two ninety nine and get the second suit for just $1. That's right. Buy one suit for for $299 and the second suit for just $1. Come check out the latest fashion colors and patterns on sale now at, at Mr. Mac. Suit sizes start at size 38 and go up to size 56. It's an unbeatable value. Now, while supplies last, at Mr. Mac, buy one at $299, get the second one for just $1. Remember, no one buys, no one sells, and no one cares the way we do. Absolutely no one. So anyway, lo- looking forward uh, to the next four games. Uh, Toledo, wow, one of the crazy games on Saturday night that just had everyone staying up probably later than they wanted to. Or Man, there were some fun games. But uh, what do you guys see in Toledo? Um, I-, I had this as a trap game going into the season, not really knowing much about Toledo, and I absolutely regard it at least as that (laughs) right now. That's a team that can put up a a lot of points, create a lot of trouble. And we tried to get out Kalani today, and, man, he didn't want to touch the issue of going across the East Coast to play at 10 a.m. in the morning, but that might be a thing. It it comes at a tough time for BYU. How, How do you see this game shaking out, Jeff? Well, you know, watching Toledo the other night, uh, obviously a really good run team, good running backs. Um, and, yeah, the kind of the X factor is that early morning start that uh, I think, Jay, you and I were out in uh, Foxborough last year for that BYU-UMass. And remember how it took BYU a while to get mm-hmm. just kind of get into the flow of the game. And it, that's a tough thing when you travel that far. But the other thing I would say is Toledo is one of those teams that I think a lot of fans will look at the name and just kind of chalk it up as a win. But, you know, they're they're a lot better than people think, and they've got some athletes. And I think all you have to do is look back to a few years ago when Toledo came out to Provo. That was a 55-53 game. nuts. I mean, it came down to a game-winning field goal there at the end. Um, it was back and forth. And Toledo's got a lot of, like I said, a lot of athletes, and it's going to be it's going to be a tough game, especially on the road. Uh, one of the things BYU struggled at this year is stopping the run. Uh, do you see that as a big problem, Jay, going into this? Yeah, I was just going to say this This is not a good matchup for BYU. Toledo ran all over Colorado State, and uh, BYU has been very susceptible to the run, starting with Utah and Zach Moss, and and uh, and then USC ran for a fair amount of yards on him, and then obviously Washington almost 200 yards. So. Uh, Kalani addressed that today and said we have to get better at stopping the run, but this might not be the best team to try to do it against. Uh, Toledo running back, uh, I can't remember his name, but he had over 200 yards, a career high against Colorado State. And so uh, Toledo only threw the ball six times against the Rams, so they're obviously going to try to run it down BYU's throat uh, on Saturday, and, and so far BYU hasn't shown the ability to stop it. 
Yeah, the defensive system worked really well against USC, forcing them to run. I, you're not going to want to use that same system against Toledo, I think, is is very much the case in this one. Well, it's prediction time. I love predictions. You guys probably love them as much as I do, especially <laughs> Jeff Call. I'm looking at you. You're just, yes, I can make a prediction. Yeah, I was so, I was so spot go. on last week. Yeah, yeah. Can BYU to beat Washington. Well, we yeah. get to make two predictions. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so first off, what, because we talked about what, what do you see happening in this Toledo game? What, what do you think is going to be the outcome? I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it'll be a dogfight. I think it'll be kind of a back and forth game a little bit. I, I'm going to pick BYU to win. I'm going to say 31-30 or something like that. I think it's be, you know, pretty close. Oh, Jay. I think Toledo has been scheming for this game for a long time. This is Toledo's chance to make a national splash. BYU isn't the biggest name in college football, but for a MAC team, BYU has what they don't have, and that's more of a national profile. I think they're going to be sky high, and I'm going to go ahead and predict a Toledo win. I'm going to say Toledo 24, BYU 14. I'm with Jay in one aspect. I think Jay, Toledo's going to beat BYU, but I think it's going to be far higher scoring than, than that. I, I, I think I can see a 38-35 game. I'm not convinced BYU has the horses to, to stop what Toledo's going to throw at them. It's... It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. 10 a.m. and all that. I I predicted a Toledo win to start the season. I'm going to stay with that. And these next four games, it's kind of interesting. Uh, You look at it on paper, it's like, yeah, BYU should handle that. And maybe prior to Tyson going down, yeah. (laughs) And prior, maybe after the USC, maybe our predictions would have been a little different. But these next four games, you have Toledo, bye week, then South Florida, then Utah, then Boise, and then Utah State. Um, One and three, two and two. Four and oh, what, what do you see, Jeff? Well, I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is everyone going into the season talked about the September schedule, or including the Utah game in August, but um, how tough it is, the P5 opponents and all that stuff. But this next stretch is, I mean, you could argue it's just as difficult because, um, you know, the travel involved, going to Toledo, going to South Florida, uh, and then just BYU struggles, uh, especially in the last few years with both Utah State and Boise State. It's been really tough games. Um, yeah, I think we could see another two and two performance out of these four. Jay, I would agree with that. Two and two. I think BYU will win one of the two on the Eastern Road Trip, and I think they'll win one of the two uh, against the the second and third rivals, Boise State and Utah State. Of course, Utah's BYU's number one rival, but the other two are, are have to be considered rivals, and I think they'll go one and one against those two teams. I was going to go two and two, but I don't want to be boring. <laughs> so um, Toledo, I think, is a loss. South Florida is terrible. That's not a good football team. Off a of bye week, I think they'll handle South Florida. I'm not sold on USU. I, I, I know they're getting votes, they're beating teams and all that, but they haven't beaten really good teams. They barely got by San Diego State, which I think is an awful football team. So, um, and, and they got to beat Utah State. Come on. <laughs> Three years in a row to Utah State? That That's not going to be good. they got to be up for that one. And they'll have a bye week be, uh, before USU. And Boise State, that's, that's probably the toughest one. That's probably where you guys are seeing the second loss. Uh We'll see. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to go three and one. I think BYU is going to rebound. Uh, I think the bye weeks, uh, may, just in between all of it, is going to help quite a bit. And, and I'm going to go three and one. 
That wraps up another edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. A big thanks to Mr. Mac for sponsoring. When you go and buy one suit for $2.99, then give the second suit for just a dollar. And be sure to tell them thanks for sponsoring the Cougar Insiders Podcast. It's a fantastic deal. Go to Mr. Mac. We work hard to give you the most up-to-date coverage of BYU sports, and you can find it online at Deseret.com. And we'll talk to you guys next week.